Can insulin-dependent diabetics achieve non-diabetic blood sugar numbers while living their life to the fullest? Exercise, pizza, do whatever they want. The answer is yes. However, there's going to be an interesting question you have to ask yourself to know if it's possible for you. In today's episode, I am going to tell you the exact question that we've been asking recently of all of our clients because it is one of the single greatest identifiers of true success with blood sugars. Now, if you don't know who I am, my name is Matt Vandevecht. I am a certified master fitness trainer, nutritionist, and type one diabetic. And today we're gonna be covering some stories that elaborate on this single question that I've been asking many of my clients recently because it is so powerful and allows us not only to predict success, but also to identify motivation and how to stay motivated with the disease that has no finish line. So without any further ado, let's get into our theme song and we'll jump into our episode. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type one diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. If you've been following the podcast for the last couple of weeks, you've probably seen a few of the stories of clients that we've had share their story, and uh, those stories we knew were going to happen. Uh, these clients showed signs of being successful before we even worked with them. You know, I had an initial consult with these clients, and uh, as you saw, if you did see those episodes, incredible results, incredible display of predictable blood sugars, right? We saw uh, Rachel get time in range of 100% while doing outrigger rowing in the middle of the ocean for an hour and a half. She had a competition, perfect blood sugars. Uh, next week, we interviewed, uh, I think it was Allie. Allie did a half marathon and stayed between 95 and 130 with her blood sugars the entire half marathon, which is incredible. Uh, and uh, this was this was all intentional. It's done through a, a formula, right? And if you've been watching the podcast or the YouTube videos for the months before that, you know that I competed in a sprint triathlon and every single workout without fail, I was 100% time and range for all of them. The bike rides, the swims, the runs, these things are intentional, right? And they are planned. And in today's episode, I wanted to start with that because I wanted to give you some context before I share the next piece, uh, actually a goal that is quite scary for me. I recently registered, <laughs> it was like the week after I finished my first sprint triathlon, never done that before, decided to do it impulsively. Uh, as soon as I finished it, I registered for an Olympic distance international triathlon. And that's actually happening in three weeks. Uh, when I registered for it, it was happening in five weeks. Uh, then I got sick. All my training went out the door because I couldn't exercise. It's not as well as I wanted to. And today was my first day back getting actual exercise. I uh, decided just to push it and go for it. And I uh, ended up doing 30 miles on the bike for time. Felt pretty darn good. Uh, blood sugars, again, 100% time and range because we use what are called blood sugar formulas. In fact, I personally use what's called the 80-20 blood sugar formula. If that's something that uh, you think would be helpful to learn more about. We got tons of videos on this channel. Just go uh, look up FTF Warrior across YouTube. You'll find lots of stuff there. Uh, or go to our channel, do subscribe. You're going to want to see the stuff we got coming out in the next couple of weeks. But all that to say, 
there's a reason that the day that I finished being sick, as you can tell, maybe there's still a little bit of congestion, right? I'm like 90% better. I'm not even fully better yet, but I'm breaking personal records on my attempt to train for an international Olympic distance triathlon. Like, am I crazy? The answer is kind of, (laughs) right? I don't think most people are going to do something like this. Uh, But I wanted to dive deeper into why I am so motivated and so driven to train for this thing, right? Like most people, they get sick. You know, you have five weeks to train, which by itself is stupid. It's kind of crazy. Most trainers would advise against it. And then I get sick for a week and a half, almost two weeks. And now I've got three weeks to train for an international Olympic distance triathlon, which is sanctioned, by the way. So it will be a qualifying event where other professional triathletes, like people who do this for a living, will be competing against me. That's what they're there for is to qualify for nationals and worlds. I'm going to be competing alongside them. And I have three weeks to train. (laughs) It's a little bit intense. Uh, But why would I just not give up, right? Like all the cards are stacked against me. I also have to deal with blood sugars and I'm running a business and I'm, you know, I'm also a dad and I have my wife to spend time with. Like all these things are, are vying for my attention. And yet I'm going to do this thing. And that's actually what today's question surrounds. The reason that I am so driven to complete this is that it is a commitment. This is something that I will be doing. And I even made this commitment to myself that even if I was sick another week or two, you know, maybe I only had a week to train for this thing or worst case scenario, I have zero training and I have to just show up on the day of. Am I going to cancel my registration and quit? Or am I so committed to this thing that I will show up on the day of even if I have zero training? The answer, which might surprise some of you, is that even if I had zero training, I would still be showing up to compete in this Olympic distance triathlon. I've made that decision. And this is actually the single differentiator that we use. And we ask our, our clients before they become clients, but also upon becoming clients, hey, is this a goal or is this a commitment to you? And it's not anything uh, meant to entrap somebody like you said it was a commitment. This is an internal decision that must be made. Is it some lofty resolution? Uh, Maybe I'll accomplish that thing. Or is this something that I will commit to no matter what? Right. That is the big difference between success and maybe success. See, I can guarantee success on a long enough time horizon if I am committed to doing what is necessary. Right. If I'm committed to showing up to this triathlon, I'm more likely to show up to my daily workouts because I know I will be giving myself a better chance in the competition if I do put the work in beforehand. So I asked myself today as I'm you know, sweating gallons <laughs> on the floor. Sorry to give you that visual, but I mean, an hour and a half on the bike, riding 30 miles, you sweat a lot. And I made the poor decision of wearing pants because I thought it was going to be cold. It was not. <laughs> but why would I do that when I still feel a little bit sick and I didn't sleep great last night and I had insulin on board and my blood sugars have not been cooperating and, 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 right? There's a million and one excuses that I could come up with. And some of them are pretty good, right? I can kind of justify and be like, ah, nobody else would 
push through that. I can give up. People would understand if I canceled this, right? Now, that would be true if this were some, you know, far off distance goal that I was like, eh, maybe it'd be fun if I did this. Ha <laughs> ha, wouldn't it be crazy? But because on day one, I showed that this was a commitment and I already paid for it. So there's that. But <laughs> because I've committed to this and I told myself, I made a decision internally that there's no chance that I will not compete that day. Because of that commitment, I am pulled towards that goal, right? Because of that commitment, I show up every single day and it influences the way that I think. It influences my decisions. Believe it or not, I actually get better sleep now because of this triathlon. I have not prioritized sleep in ages. If you're reading my emails that I send out every couple of days, I talk about this. Like it's a challenge for me to go to bed on time. I think it's unproductive. I'm not a huge fan of sleep. <laughs> and so uh, I know it's good for me, right? I know it's good for muscle recovery and for diabetes and all this great stuff and, and getting better from sickness. But I've never prioritized it in the past. However, because of this triathlon, like legit triathlon, the last one was a sprint, big deal, right? This is an Olympic distance triathlon. Everything is doubled. This is crazy. Because of that, and because of my commitment to it, I am taking everything more seriously. My caloric consumption, my macronutrient quantity, my micronutrient quality, right? My entire diet I'm looking into, my workouts are significantly more impressive, right? Before the triathlon, my quote unquote workout was like 15, 20 minutes of body weight exercise. I go do some push-ups and some jumping jacks. I'm like, ah, you know what? That's good enough. I got to get back to work, right? I didn't care a ton. I was just maintenance. Now that I have a specific goal that I'm working towards, and on top of having that goal that is specific and time-defined, I am also committed to it. And you got to understand the depth of this word, commitment. There is nothing that will stop me from competing in that event on June 25th, 2023. Nothing. I will be there and I will cross that finish line. It might take me a little longer than the professional triathletes and I accept that for now, right? <laughs> but there is nothing that is going to stop me from getting there. And that kind of commitment has influenced my decisions. Maybe work out harder, take my nutrition more seriously, focus on quality sleep, all of these things are lifted as a result of my commitment to the end result. See, when people join a program like ours, where the goal is to fix blood sugars, right? <clears throat> We're not talking about uh, reducing the post-meal spike. We're talking about eliminating the post-meal blood sugar spike. We're not talking about, oh, you know, have a, a ballpark estimate of how many bites of your sandwich you have to eat so that your blood sugars don't tank in the middle of your run. No, we're talking about precise calculations on knowing how many carbs to the single gram that should be consumed in order to maintain a perfectly stable blood sugar line through things like triathlons, marathons, outrigger racing canoes. This is just the last couple of weeks that these things were done with our formulas, with 100% time and range and full confidence, by the way. There was no what if, is this going to work? No, it works, right? And that's the goal behind this. Of course, with blood sugars, you think about the goals that we set for ourselves is don't get complications, lower my A1C, improve time and range. These are all important, but they're so vague. And on top of that, most of us, if we're really honest with ourselves, are not committed 
to these goals, right? They're these far off distance things that wouldn't it be nice if I finally got my A1C under a seven or under a six, right? Oh yeah, they'd be great. Your doctor's like, hey, you're doing good enough. Keep doing what you're doing. And they lull you into this complacency. It's sickening. When in reality, we need to be committed to this because our blood sugars impact our health directly. They have their fingers into everything. It impacts your mood, your muscle recovery, your fat loss ability, your ability to sleep. Everything is impacted by our blood sugars. It is critical for us to get this under control. And yet people are letting their goals slip through their fingers because they don't understand the importance of it, but they also have not set it as a commitment. So if you take one thing from today, I hope that it's that you understand a goal is fun. It's a nice thought, but a commitment will come to pass through enough effort that is done consistently over a long enough time horizon. That is it. A commitment means you will accomplish that thing no matter what no matter the cost, no matter the effort, right? And this is gonna look different for everyone. I'm not saying you have to set a goal for 100% time and range, right? Everyone's gonna look a little different because we all have different starting points. However, I challenge you to find a goal that you can commit to that is both realistic and challenging. That's gonna be the big duo that we're looking for today. And I want to add this in as well. This is kind of a hard truth to think through, but for many of us, this will be the catalyst that catapults us towards success. One of two things is likely happening if you're not achieving your goals. One, your goals aren't challenging enough, right? You think about, uh, I'm going to accomplish 70% time and range. Cool. That's not exciting, right? Uh, Challenge yourself. 80%, 90%, 100%. One of my goals is to hit 100% time and range for seven days in a row on accident. Matt, what? How do you achieve it on accident? That's the entire point. If I wanted to accomplish seven days with 100% time and range, I could do it. I'm going to be transparent with you. It's pretty simple. Uh, When you have a blood sugar formula in place. I want to add that caveat. It's not simple for anyone like newly diagnosed, doesn't know what they're doing. It's simple if you have a blood sugar formula in place that you can lean on because then it's just a simple discussion of calculations, right? Like, do I have the right numbers in place to get to 100%? It's it's a matter of when do I want that to happen? Now, I say on accident because I want that to happen with daily life just as is, you know, not thinking about diabetes. Like that's one of my personal big goals, hundred percent time range, seven days in a row on accident, which means I'm hanging out with family, eating out, training for my triathlon, being a dad. I want diabetes to be so automated that it just is perfect without input, without extra thoughts, you know, just kind of checking in periodically. That's my goal. Now, the second piece that could be the reason that you're not hitting your goals might not be that it's not challenging enough. It's that you've made it challenging, but you haven't set it as a commitment. I want you to think about this for a second and just set emotions aside. I don't want you to get mad at me for this. Okay. If somebody said you must accomplish 100% time in range within the next week, one full day, 24 hours, you've got a week to figure it out. Could you do that? if something significant enough were on the line. If we were to imagine some hypothetical situations, 
your life, for example, my life, if somebody told me, hey, Matt, your life is on the line here. If you don't figure out how to do X, Y, Z, that's it. You're done. Well, I'm pretty sure that I'd be committed to that goal. First off, I, if life ceases to be a thing, I, I think I'd want to prioritize that goal a bit more, right? Because nothing else matters if life itself ends. So instead, we want to apply similar constraints. Obviously, that's not the exact constraint, but a similar constraint of if I were to commit to my blood sugars, to prioritize them truly, what is possible? right? And you think about what our doctors might tell us is possible. Oh, you know, don't worry about getting your A1C below a seven. Hey, that's not really even possible. Getting your time and range above 70%, 80%, 90%. That's crazy, doc. No one does that. These are the things that doctors and endocrinologists have actually told my clients before they come to work with us. They're like, hey, you tell me that 100% time and range with exercise or with pizza or pasta is possible, my doctor thinks I'm crazy. I'm ready to go to the next level, right? Show me how to set up a blood sugar formula. These things are possible. And that's part of the reason that I'm doing something as insane as an Olympic distance triathlon with three weeks of training. Things that most people take a year to train for, right? Because I want people to know it is possible with our blood sugars. As type one diabetics, we can do just about anything, but we must be committed. There's an extra hurdle we have to get past, which is, hmm, what are my blood sugars gonna do though? And can I handle that, right? Those are questions that used to hold me back. And I want you to know that you don't have to be held back by any of these things. If you're committed to pushing through, you can accomplish just about anything. But the reality is that most people are not committed and they will never feel their goals pulling them forward, right? When I'm not motivated, I don't stop doing the things that are necessary. My goals, my commitments pull me forward. I get pulled to the gym because I'm like, oh, I'm doing the triathlon. So I might as well train and give myself a better chance at success, right? I mean, today I broke a personal record. Didn't know how it was going to go not completely, right? I had to push through some uncomfortability. Uh, that's how it goes. Growth is uncomfortable. But when you're committed to an outcome, all things are possible. So the big question that I ask my clients that I ask of myself and that I encourage you to ask of yourself is, is this a goal that is just set for fun? Or is this something that you are truly committed to? If it's a commitment, you'll feel it. It's an emotional connection to your goals. It will pull you forward. It will push you into success and beyond things that you ever thought were possible. I never imagined I'd be competing in an international sanctioned event for a triathlon against other professional triathletes as someone living with type one diabetes. That's insane to me. Six months ago, I never dreamed of it. I never dreamed of any of these things. But when we challenge ourselves and commit to the outcome, You'll surprise yourself and guarantee it. So uh, I hope that one's been helpful for you. Ultimately, there are strategies. You know, you can't just commit and go. Right? You got to think things through. But the big picture, you'll never start if you're not committed in the first place. So I want you to have this starting ground. Commit to some goals with your blood sugars. Challenge yourself. You know, don't commit to 1% better on my time and range. 
commit to something that's actually going to take some effort that actually pushes your boundaries and encourages you getting uncomfortable, right? I've had clients come in before they start at 20% and they finish at 95, 98%. It's crazy. Not a guarantee. Obviously everyone's different, but we've seen some people dramatically transform their life with type one diabetes. And I guarantee you that if you set a commitment and you take action, you will see progress. And it gets real exciting from there. So uh, I hope this one was helpful. Again, do stick around. Every week we put out new content. I'm going to be documenting this process with the triathlon, and I cannot wait to see how it goes. Um, (laughs) It's going to be an exciting three weeks, I can tell you that. And beyond, I will, of course, uh, be doing a recap of the event itself. In fact, if you'd like to see me break down something like either the triathlon sprint or just exercise and diabetes in general, comment exercise and diabetes down below so i know how many people are interested in that if there's enough interest uh, i'll go ahead and make one of these episodes more of a deep dive into how to stay stable with healthy blood sugars throughout different types of exercise because i know some people have asked about that in the past all right uh again i hope this was helpful that's my intention with these and uh, my goal is to bring you information that you're not going to find in your doctor's offices because the reality with type 1 diabetes is that we're all a little bit different it does require some experimentation on our parts but the more we share these concepts these thoughts and these new methods that me and my team have been discovering over the years the faster we can all improve our lives and quality of life with type 1 diabetes so uh, if you did find this helpful be sure to hit the share button subscribe and uh, leave that comment I'll see you next week. Have a great rest of your day and keep up the fight. Oh, and you know what? I always forget about this. People like to know, is the proof in the pudding, right? Uh, Reality is every single week, I have an average blood sugar of, or average time and range of my blood sugars above 90%. This includes training. This includes sickness. This includes general, like being a dad, going through life type stuff, eating out. So I'll put a screenshot right there. This is another week. I don't even know what it is yet, but it's going to be over 90%. I can tell you that Uh, week before was 96%. I think that's what's possible. I don't want you thinking that you can't get there. It's been like that for years. So do with that what you will. Uh, I hope it is inspirational and gives you hope. That's the intent behind it. And uh, let's all improve together. All right. Catch you next time. Keep up the fight.